Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Hey, last week I, I spoke with you about God doing far more around the world. Uh, Part of that far more around the world is we have established this great mission partnership, as you just heard from the Armstrongs, in the Dominican Republic. One of the things that we were not anticipating but are excited about is that God has called one of our very own families, not just to like go on a one-week mission trip to the DR, but to actually like they've sold their house, they're quitting their jobs, and they are going, like they are gonna be missionaries in the Dominican Republic. Here's what that means for us as Crossbridge. Like number one, we're, we're kind of sad they're going, but number two, right? It means that at this point, and the Armstrongs have put their blessing on this, that like when we think about mission partnership, um, we are gonna have our own missionaries that we are hearing from, that we were, are going to participate with in the Dominican Republic, that we're praying for, that Sam and Christy Seneca and their family, like they're already ours and they're gonna be our missionaries in the DR that we're gonna get to partner with in the mission of leading, growing, uh, leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. So I'm so excited for them. I have asked them to share with us this week to their story. In fact, their story, it's, there's a lot in it. But I think what you're going to hear is two passionate people who love Jesus and who are following him. And he is doing incredible things in them and through them. And I just, I I pray that you'll open your heart and that you will listen to what God might want to speak to you through their story. Would you welcome Sam and Christy Seneca? Hey, we are so glad that you are joining us online today. We really wanted you all, our family and friends, to be in this room, but we also know we need to be safe. Um, So just thank you so much for joining us online. Yeah, we really miss seeing you in person, but we're excited that some of our other friends and family that aren't local can be joining us online. And so we're excited um, to welcome you from wherever you might be listening, um, even if it's the Dominican Republic. I know several times people have mentioned that we're going to be missionaries. So as we prepare to share our story um, about how we even got on this journey, I wanted to tell you guys exactly what we're going to be doing while we're in the Dominican. So this February, we will actually move there with our four kids. um, And we committed to two years, but we don't know how long it will actually be. And we've accepted the position of the work and witness coordinators for the Dominican. And work and witness is just the way that the Church of the Nazarene uh, defines short-term mission trips. There's a lot of churches throughout the U.S. that take these trips um, to the Dominican and other countries, and they spend about one to two weeks at a time serving on projects. Someone has to be on the ground working with the local church to understand their needs and also working with the U.S. teams in order to fit them with the best project that they'll be able to use their gifts on. Um, the projects could be construction related, they could be community outreach, they could be things like providing clean drinking water, or medical and dental services that people might not always get throughout the year. 
When a team from the U.S. is in the Dominican, we get to have the responsibility of picking them up at the airport, making sure they have yummy food to eat all week, a place to sleep, and then overseeing the projects that they're serving on. And when there's not a team there, we get to be building relationships with locals and preparing projects for the next team. One of the most important parts of our job is to be the bridge a gap between the two cultures. That way the locals and the US teams can have a really great experience. They can learn from each other while they're serving others together. And because of COVID, we're kind of coming into this position in a really unique time. And there's a lot of things changing for the church in the Dominican. So one of the things we'll be doing is finding creative and new ways to make ministry sustainable long-term there. Yeah, as Christy mentioned, the work and witness is our global churches, the Church of the Nazarenes, way of reaching the world for Jesus through construction projects, community assistance, and other volunteering methods. Um, work and witness was the first work and witness teams went in 1974. There were four teams that went that year and they logged over 2,500 service hours. Fast forward to 2019 and there were 429 total teams that went and served and they logged over 480,000 service hours. That's incredible. And a group from Crossbridge was one of those 429 teams. So um, it's exciting to know that our church, the Ottawa campus, Peru campus, Crossbridge's campuses, not only you know, support the mission here locally, but they support it gl globally. Um, we are just so excited to share our story here today um, at Crossbridge with you and our friends and our family. Uh, it's in part because of your prayers and support that we are even able to take this step of obedience. And uh, before we dive in and get started, I'd like to say uh, a prayer for us. Dear Lord, we just hand uh, this service over to you. We um, give our anxiety over to you. We cast that in your, in your care. Lord, it's, uh, we live in difficult times, uh, disruptive times, frustrating times right now. A lot of stuff going on. And Lord, we just um, ask for these few minutes that you calm our hearts, you turn away and we drop the distractions and we open up our hearts for what you might have to tell us. I thank you, Lord, for our friends and our family and those we don't even know. And I can see, I just can see their faces. And Lord, I'm just so thankful for them and this opportunity. Lord, just speak through this story in the only the ways that you can. I ask all this in your name. Amen. So our story of becoming missionaries started about a year and a half ago after our first trip to the Dominican Republic. Sam and I went down there and we met with the Armstrongs and we were really just getting a feel for what our partnership with them as a church would be. It was a really intense three days. And after we got back and as I processed everything we had experienced, I couldn't shake this feeling that we needed to make a change in our own lives. I was unsettled with where we were at. 
I remember the second time we went to the Dominican with the team from Crossbridge. It was about six months later. And out of nowhere, Sam just looked over at me and he asked me if I could see myself moving there someday. And I knew when I answered that question that we would be heading down a path that we hadn't anticipated coming right then. But even though that's where our story began, it's really not the beginning because I can look back over our lives and the events in it and see how God was preparing us for this experience through different things like working at Crossbridge. That was a huge one for me. And I was given the opportunity as I worked there to develop my strengths in a way that I felt like I was making a difference in my little part of the world. And it was really fulfilling to me. I was surrounded at Crossbridge by the people who believed in me and saw things in me that I didn't see in myself. And they pushed me to do things that I didn't think I was capable of, even sitting here today. They helped me see my worth, not just in what I was doing, but in whose I was, and that God wanted to partner with me, whether it was serving here at the church or loving my neighbors or being a missionary. I had to work through recognizing where my identity was so I could be obedient to what God was asking me to do. Yeah, I was working through my own identity issues that really came to a head about a year and a half ago. I felt like God was inviting me to something different, something that would really shake up what I was used to. Christy and I had both been familiar with missions, and we had a desire to someday do full-time mission work. We had conversations around missions, and those conversations were always kind of um, geared towards doing full-time mission work when we retired. You know, um, we'd be a little bit more flexible with time. We'd have more savings, a nice 401k stashed up, and um, I'd be handing over my part of my family business. Um, but I wanted, I really wanted to arrange our life the, my, in my own way first. But God kept bringing up this deeper desire to get away with him. And, and in some aspect, you know, giving God the keys to the car and me riding shotgun instead of vice versa. Relying on him to arrange more of my life than myself. So this desire really within and uh, what I believe God was inviting me to be a part of started this internal back and forth struggle. He was asking me to turn away from attachment to some things, turning away my thoughts of maybe arranging a happy life for myself and inviting me towards a different desire that he had for me and my family. Up until this point, my identity was found completely in my work, in success, and being a good church person. And I had been completely fine with that. And tell, let me tell you, those aren't bad things. But I couldn't shake that he was inviting me to something different. And that maybe he knew what was better for me. So really, as this internal process of figuring out really who I was and the struggle between my current life and the one I was, uh, he was calling me, as this continued, I turned to the Bible for direction. Uh, this book and the words written in it are so important. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, it's, it's one complete story that we can learn about God and his loving plan for each of us. And so God was inviting me to explore what it really means to follow him. 
And as I was seeking different answers, I relied on verses like Matthew 7, 7, and 8. And that reads, Keep on asking, and you will be given what you ask for. Keep on looking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And the door will be open to you, everyone who knocks. And other verses, another verse like Jeremiah 29, 13, which says, If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Over the next six to nine months, <laughs> I've relied so heavily on these scriptures and verses like these and the promises in them. I, I couldn't do this on my own. And I put the decisions we were having to make in God's lap. If we were going to go down the wrong path, I was trusting him to roadblock it completely and take this desire away. And uh, of course, I wanted this to be a quick process. Um, just tell me, yes, no, this is the way to do it. Show me a, a sign and let me know right now. Um, but that's not how it worked. <laughs> it was a more of a slow and steady process that I needed to be prepared for. And really, it was in this slow and steady process that God started encouraging me to hand over more of my life to him and to trust him with the details. And it was also through this process that helped me secure my identity as a, through him as a son and not something else that the world was, might be trying to make me. Yeah, so Sam and I both had to work through identity issues and what our desires were and get to a point where we were willing to say yes to God, whatever it might be, and even flipping our lives upside down. We kind of took baby steps at first. Uh, about a year ago, we went to a weekend retreat just to even see what it meant to be a missionary and uh, if we were even capable of it or if they would even want us um, as a part of their team. And so after that, we said yes, that we would do it, but we had a but in there. We were going to keep our house because then we could just jump right back into life after we did our time. We were really excited, but fear has a way of creeping in. The, at the very beginning, my biggest fear was telling our kids. We're pulling them away from the only life they've known. We're taking them away from their friends, their school, and their family. My other fear was when we did get to the point where we said we were going to sell our house. I knew our house would sell really quickly. I was not worried about that at all. But what I wasn't ready for was the immense sadness that we were going to face when we said goodbye to our neighbors. When we moved from the country into town six years ago, we had prayed that we would find a neighborhood with neighbors in it that would have kids the same age as our own and that we could just do life together and have fun and be friends. And that's exactly what we had. There's so many memories that I can just think of right now of chatting over the fence or trick-or-treating together, Christmas parties, late night bonfires that just kind of happened randomly, and of course the best fireworks show in town. I just kept thinking, how can we leave all that? And the grief over that has been one of the hardest because we love them. But even in the midst of all the tears, 
I kept feeling a deep sense of peace. In John 14, 27, Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. And honestly, that's the only reason I've been able to keep going through all the sadness we have faced in this decision and over this past year. And it's because I have the deep sense of peace that Jesus has given me. And I know that we're heading in the right direction. As Christy said, during the process, there was immense sadness. And there was also monumental fear and anxiety. You know, we knew this desire was there. And we knew God was behind it in some way. We knew we had to take a next step. But fear and legitimate questions arose in our minds. Like, what about my family-owned business that I'm a part owner of? What about our four kids? What about this life we've been arranging for for the past 14 years? All these questions. All this fear and anxiety, it was real and it was mounting. And looking back, I believe this really had to be a part of the process. And God was using it to prepare us and grow us. He was inviting us into this difficult process one step at a time in order that we had to rely on him to get us through it. I remember a rainy Sunday afternoon, literally almost one year ago to the day. I was sitting and reading and just thinking. And I was re- as I was reading, I came across a passage in Joshua. Uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. It says, For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. And it goes on in verses 6 through 9. And it says, this is the Lord speaking to Joshua. He says, be strong and courageous. He says this three times. Be strong and courageous. These words came over me in a way where I just knew it was God speaking to me. And it was just what I needed to hear to keep moving on. Those words gave me peace and a comfort knowing that I have a loving father going with me in this situation. And we needed to be courageous with all the decisions we were having to make. Yeah, once we said yes to doing God's will, I feel like over the last year, our relationship with him has grown significantly. We've relied on him more than we ever have that I can remember. And I don't believe it's because we're going to be missionaries or that he speaks to pastors more than he does to other people. I really believe it's because we decided to be obedient and available to what he was asking of us. And we stopped trying to do things in our own strength and in our own wisdom. And we just became totally dependent on him to accomplish in us what he wanted to. And our story, it might sound different than yours, but I'm certain that God wants to partner with each of us. Can you think of where he wants you to partner with him in? What does he want you to let go of and trust him with? Maybe he does want you to reach out to a neighbor or a friend who's hurting. Maybe he wants you to fix a relationship with a family member. Maybe he does want you to make a big career change or a big move. Those are all scary things. We're not going to sit up here and suggest, suggest that once you decide to be obedient, that life is perfect. 
It's actually really hard and sometimes really messy. Moving our family to another country is a lot of work and it's been very emotional. There's been several times I've wondered what in the world we're doing. We can't speak Spanish. We've never moved to another country and dealt with all the paperwork that's involved. We're not pastors. How are we gonna do this? And when I'm about to spin out of control with all the worry and things I can't be in charge of, I hear God tell me, like, he knows what's going on, he's got it, and I just need to sit and trust him. And in those times, I can look back and remember how he's shown up in the past, and it gives me strength to keep going forward. There's more to our story than just these few minutes, us speaking here today. You were really just given a crash course on it. But there are some things we'd like uh, you to take from today. You matter in this world. God knows you and he sees you. He knows your desires. He knows your fears. He knows you. He chooses you regardless of your past, regardless of the present, yesterday, and tomorrow's struggles. Wherever you are in this life, in your life at this moment, God is inviting you to something that's bigger than yourself. And my challenge for you is to just be obedient. That might mean saying yes to him for the first time here today. Turning your past over to him and you're starting fresh. It might mean a new routine of opening up his word, reading it, and getting down on your knees in prayer. It might mean inviting him to fill in some of the blanks in your life or letting him help the write, write the next chapter. He may be asking you on a journey that you have no idea how it's going to start or how it's going to end. And my guess is many of you aren't thinking about moving to a different country, but you never know about that. But what if he is asking you to be a missionary in your own neighborhood and community? What about the four walls of your own home that you live in? What about if he's asking you to find rest in Jesus and himself and to be a missionary to your own soul? I believe he's inviting you to take a next step here today of some kind because I believe he has called us all to be missionaries. People who would be about the mission of leading people into a growing relationship with him. As we finish, we're going to listen to a song and the first lines are, I've carried a burden for too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation. And here's the thing. We had a really great life. Nothing was really wrong. We weren't looking to get out of it. We, had a great we have great family, friends, jobs, house, neighborhood. But something was missing, and it was Jesus. And he didn't demand us to be obedient to him, but he invited us to join him on a journey. He gave us an invitation to join him. And he's not going to force you to do something either. If you think you hear him screaming at you, I'm going to take a chance and say that's not him. But what are you missing? Is it Jesus? He will gently invite you to join him in a relationship. He will gently ask you to give him your worries and your fears and to trust him in the process. So as you listen to these words, ask him what you need to let go of so you can say yes to what he would like you to do. Don't overcomplicate it, but just be obedient and trust him.
Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.